0: you know, it's Monday. Monday? Are you Mary?
1: (laughs) It must be time for...
0: Mondays with Mike and Mary.
1: Hey, good morning everyone.
0: Where we get to recount for you some of the highlights of our recent coaching calls. What a great group of people we have as we get it close to the very end of the first half of the year. So many people hitting their goals.
1: Yeah, isn't that exciting? And renewing because they get to make another commitment for the next six months. So,
0: that's the smart thing to do. Tis. Yeah. So we have asked the Experts questions to recall for you and some Parada techniques to recall for you. And we choose them as highlights because we think they'll help you in your business. We hope you agree. And we're happy to have you aboard for the podcast.
1: Yeah. Don't forget to share this with friends.
0: So I was uh, pouring through my past notes. Um I just happened to run into them. I hope you all are keeping journals of every call because we have for nine years. And I know that some people have said to me, gosh, I wouldn't sell them for $100,000. This is like an education right here. But I was going back through some notes from 2012. And somebody asked, are things slowing down? (laughs) Guess what somebody asked this week? Are things slowing down? Really? Yeah, I I don't know. It's probably a good idea to keep track of stats in your market, like days on market and number of sales and for the trends analysis, you know, like we do. But there's this emotional feeling that people are having. Are things slowing down? Are things picking up? Well, you know, wherever there's that kind of uncertainty, there's opportunity too. So I just would caution you to... Not say out loud, are things slowing down? Because that's what happens. When you say that, what happens? Well, you slow down. So say, you know, things are picking up.
1: That's a great thing. It's an attitude thing. Although I think the question was asked, and actually I had it asked once this past week too, because there's maybe more listings on the market right now in some areas, and they're taking a little bit longer than... 14 hours to sell you know so there is an adjustment
0: and you know what there's a lot more of as well as that what's that loan officers title people brand new licensees so yeah when there's more people trying to get a piece of the same pie it's going to feel like things are slowing down and
1: your point is very well taken it's about attitude
0: right I hope my other point was well taken, too, that it's about keeping a journal of notes of the advice you hear and the techniques you hear, because it is invaluable stuff.
1: Speaking of which, I have a parade of techniques to share. Good. All right. It was a closing question, and it's a closing question to ask a buyer who's been looking at houses. You've been showing them houses, and now they're out there saying, I can't decide. I'm trying to decide between a couple of properties. And so I love this one. Here's the question. If both houses were free, which one would you choose? If both houses were free, which one would you choose? And what does that do? Take the emotion out of it. Take the price out of it. Get to the root of what's really, really important to me. And maybe even allow that prospect to let themselves imagine buying the more expensive one.
0: It's a great technique. I love the dialogue. It gets you to the why. Why do you want it? That's what's important to you. Yeah. Well, I had a wonderful Ask the Experts question I wanted to share with you because I'm a veteran, and this was about veterans. Oh. It was about um, those wonderful people we call appraisers. Oh. (laughs) You know, the ones of, of which Floyd says, if you took all the appraisers in the world and laid them end to end, that would be a good idea. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, this was a VA appraisal that came in way low and it was on a new build home. And so the agents scratching in their head, what do I do? Uh, and the advice they got, I thought was priceless. So uh, yes, you are allowed to question the data that the appraiser uses. And the person who does the questioning is the veteran. Oh. I did not know this. The veteran has the right to order a second appraisal and and choose a different appraiser. They pay for it, but they have the right to do that. And not just the the veteran, but in this case, the builder has got a lot of weight too. And the builder can uh, dispute the appraisal, get current data. Someone else suggested... Show the appraiser uh, tax records that that, uh, prove an appreciation rate in the market and in that area. I thought that was a really good idea. So if you're going to appeal, use the builder, use the veteran's rights, and also you can go directly to the appraiser with new data. Now, you do it in the right way, in a polite way, not saying hey, dummy, you missed these facts, but it's uh, if I could show you some other data that might help move this along, would you be willing to take a look at it? And I love that idea. You know, it, appeals don't have to be a fight. And there's alternatives to just turn, a deal turning on the whims of one person and their, their lack of vision in the marketplace.
1: That's a great way of putting it. I had a great Ask the Experts question, too. May I share it with you? Please. All right. So it came up four times. You know how we've talked about themes, right? Themes, yeah. Yeah. But um, so here's the question. Okay, my kids have been out of school now for a bit, and I am still not back to work. I'm feeling like every day's a Saturday. Everybody's home. There's things to do. We got summer. And how do I get myself back to work? And I heard that in several different ways and from several several different people. But I want to... Me too. Oh, you heard that too? Oh, yeah, for oh. sure. Well, dig through your notes and see if you can add anything. Because I have like a little menu of ideas here. And so I'm going to rapid fire kick yeah. them out, okay? First one was get an accountability partner. Yep. Second one was do the same thing every single morning. You and I have talked about this from the platform. Michael. Routine. Right? Well, Routine and making sure that you're doing your top five, your top five list has to be done, whether it's the night before or the morning of, depending on your personality style. And you start with number one and you work right on down to it. Um, one of our students bought a fish. This, this same thing happened to her like last fall. And so her advice was, do you remember when I told you I bought a fish now, I do because I asked her to send me a picture of it because she named it Floyd. But the fish.
0: <laughs> the I fi- thought Wanda, a fish called yeah, Floyd. No, no, That's it's the fish called Floyd. Sounds like a movie.
1: But so she keeps her fish at the office because you know why? You have to feed it every day. Ah. She has to go to the office to feed the fish. Or
0: Floyd will die.
1: Or Floyd will die. Oh, no. I know. So she knows that she's more efficient when she's at the office than when she tries to work from home and it gets her to the office. I just love that. And then, you know, having a start time and an end time, having a routine that involves an end time. So, those were those were the best of the best suggestions.
0: And they're wonderful suggestions. Yeah, you know that there's that danger that the people who are not independent contractors in your life have this view Though you don't have a real job. Your schedule's flexible. You can take care of everything else other than your business. But I have a real job. You know, they they have a tendency to take advantage of us like that. So sometimes you have to have a heart to heart with them and say, I gotta get back to work.
1: Yeah, and you know what goes along with that is having that LFT. We talked about that, I think, on the last podcast, yeah. didn't
0: we? Look you mean the most forward. recent. Please don't say the last podcast. Oh, okay, okay.
1: yes, the most recent. <laughs> um, yes, LFT. Uh, look forward to, yeah. and I know twice yesterday I told the story of um, the, taking some time off in the summer with my children, making a list of the things that we wanted to accomplish during the summer, um, posting that on the refrigerator, having those, I'm looking forward to spending time with my children, with my family, i got to work when I'm not doing the fun things but I can put those things out there as a carrot to drive me toward them.
0: And if you're really serious about the top five, then do a little game with yourself. And the game is, okay, this coming week, what is my target for writing out a top five things to do? How many of the seven days of the next week am I going to write out my top five?
1: Well, we know the answer to that question. Other than your day off, it should be all of them.
0: Yes. And then keep track of how many of the five you get done and set a target for yourself. And if you hit your target, give yourself a little reward.
1: Oh, I like that idea.
0: And if you don't hit your target, make yourself pay a little penalty. I was talking with one agent who was struggling with this recently and, um, I said, well, what if you don't? What's the penalty going to be? And she immediately said, oh, I don't even want to say it out loud.
1: Oh, that's a good penalty. <laughs> I
0: said, that's exactly what I said. Yeah, that means the penalty is it's going right. to work for you. Yeah, yeah. And it was eating liver. Oh! Yeah, so that's something my grandparents did. Ah, I said, so if you don't do it, the number of times that you set yourself to do it, your target." Then your penalty is you have to eat liver.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: And then I said, and how much? Oh. <laughs> I said a bite? I said, no, that's not enough. It's gotta be a minimum of four ounces. And how are you going to cook it?
1: Oh geez. Yeah.
0: Grilled. Not not sauteed. Yeah. The the penalty has to be just as specific and clear as the reward for doing it.
1: And this would be for somebody who's not in the habit of doing their top five.
0: Yeah, if that's the habit you want to break.
1: Yes, because all of our students ought to be doing their top five. It's an assignment.
0: It is, yeah. And if you're not in the habit, then what happens is the past habit automatically kicks in. See, your routine has to be, you've got to challenge your current habits if they're not working for you. And you break the routine by doing something different, adding a reward and a penalty to it. That's the way you break that routine of the bad habit and institute the new one.
1: Thank you for sharing that.
0: Yeah, so hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you did, share it with your friends, your family, your colleagues. Tell everybody (laughs) about it. We'd love to spread the word about R-Squared coaching and all the value that you bring to these calls every week. Thank you so much.
1: Bye, everyone.